Hello everyone. This week I was happy to meet Georgia, who was kind enough to open up to me and to you all. So here is Georgia. I'm Georgia. I'm 23. Um, I live in Scotland, and at the moment I'm volunteering for a non-profit organization, a local non-profit for um, community outreach. What have you worked on recently that you're proudest of? Probably the volunteering that I just said a minute ago. Because um, I haven't, because obviously with COVID, it's basically just been nothing for most people. So I've been trying to work on my mental health because I got really bad 2020. That's what I've been trying to do this year. Um, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the point that I've got to because it was really good I was really proud of myself just before COVID but then COVID hit and it just went really downhill so I'm I'm glad I built myself back up from that so I would say that's my most proudest achievement. What is your go-to karaoke song? Um, <laughs> I don't really do karaoke that much but um, I would say anything by Little Mix I'm a big Little Mix fan. What are you still trying to prove to yourself? prove to myself um that I'm capable of um doing things I was um I was diagnosed with autism when I was like 18 so mm -hmm. it's kind of a whole trying to prove to myself that um I can do because like the statistics are really low for people that have autism to get a full-time job and things like that so it's basically um trying to prove to myself that I can I'm capable of being able to do that and with support, be happy and live a life. Have you ever considered an open relationship and why or why not? Um, I, th I think so. I've, I've, ne I've never I had that conversation, but it, it really depends, I think, because I've never been in a long-term one before. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I've ever got to that point of that kind of conversation. So, well, um, hmm. I think it depends on the situation and then the person. But I think I, I would be. What are you overthinking right now? Talking. <laughs> Without stumbling. Or... What is something that you strongly dislike that most people love? A pineapple. <laughs> I don't know what else that counts. Or avocado. Like everyone yeah. loves avocado. Like, I hate it. It just tastes like green. <laughs> That's it. I would try it and it's like green, like earthy green mush <laughs> that's it that's all it is and it just annoys me <laughs> and I hate pineapple because it's just really sweet to the point where it where it really is like having a mouthful of like sugar to me but I, I don't like either of those what are you most afraid of failure or success hmm I think I don't think I'm afraid of failure because it's happened a lot and it's, it's something that you can build on. With success, it's like, where do you go from that point? I think when you reach success, like, where do you build? Because if it's success, then that means it's like, you're the best or, you know, like you're successful at that thing. So I would say, yeah, success. If you could get to know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be? Does it have to be someone that's alive or it could be anyone? Anyone. Um, it would be my gran, she passed. Or my granddad, actually, he passed recently. So it would be him, because um, he lived up north, so it was very far apart. So, yeah, because we didn't meet that much. So mm -hmm. I, um, only, like, once a year in the summer, so I would, I would definitely want to get to know him more. 
If you were to buy someone a present knowing nothing about the person, what would it be? I'll give them a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> or or a money in a wallet so they can do what they want with it. Or maybe like a self-care kit would be good. Oh, yeah. I would like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like fuzzy socks. When was the last time you felt most alive? Oh, it was, um, <laughs> it was at, oh, what was it? Yeah, um, the mo- one that first jumps to mind is at this like scout f- place, you know, like how you get Boy Scouts. Well, I was with um, a group of like youths, like young carers, which I- I'm a carer for my dad. And we went to like a respite course where we went to like a scout, like a aerial course kind of thing. And we done mm-hmm. a flying flop and we had to climb up this massive telephone pole and then zip line down. And I was wearing jeans and it was a bad idea because I couldn't, I couldn't climb up it. <laughs> so I was trying to, I was, I was reaching for it. And when I went up there, it was really wobbly and there was like wasps everywhere. And I remember like jumping off to fall that. And there was also a giant swing there where you had to be strapped in and then hoisted up until you're like vertical with the ground. And then you pulled a cord and released yourself and you were like, like, like a house height away from the ground mm-hmm. and you swung yourself so you released the cord and you just and the mechanism let you go were you scared yeah but i went and done it again yeah <laughs> after after the zip line i was really scared so um i, ha- I was started shaking and i had to go sit down but with the swing i was like i want to do it again <laughs> yeah that sounds so nice if you could prescribe yourself one thing to do for the rest of this month what would it be get out the house i know it's cold but i don't want to try to get out the house at least once because i get because you get really like um especially in scotland scottish people get really like isolated during the winter months because even though we complain when it's hot we also complain when it's cold (laughs) so when it gets icy we mostly just stay in at least my family does so i want to be able to like even if it's like go for a little walk outside or something just to be able to get the fresh air yeah, I definitely get that as well. And also, it's so hard to not say, ooh, it got chilly today, isn't it? To everyone yeah, still- that I speak to. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, honestly, weather is one of the main topics of conversation for Scottish. For sure. For sure. What has being single taught you about yourself? If you're single or uh, whenever you were. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always been single. Funnily enough. So it's... I've never, I never know what it's like not to be, but I think it kind of, you have to be, because with everyone in my family, whenever they moved out, they, you moved out with a partner. So when my brother moved out, he moved out because he moved in with his girlfriend. And when my sister's moving up, she's moving out with her boyfriend, with her fiance. So it's that kind of um, realization that you're going to have to do it on your own. Like uh, if I, when I'm moving out in the next year or two, it'll be on my own which is not something that we typically do in my family because mm-hmm. it's usually with someone, like with, um, or at least my siblings haven't. So it's scary, but kind of liberating as well because you get to like choose all your own stuff. You don't have to talk, you don't have to ask someone else's opinion yeah. or something. Like what, what color do you want the wall? Well, I want it blue. That's fine because it's only one of you. <laughs> no one else gets to choose. So it's... um. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's nice being able to make your own space that's just yours. 
Mm-hmm. It's exciting and scary because you're on your own, so there's no one to protect you. So I'm kind of like, oh, I need to buy like an extra padlock or something for my door because <laughs> I'm not that scared going at night because there's tons of people in my house. But if I was on my own in my flat, I'd be like, okay, someone's at the door. <laughs> you do you kind of get paranoid a bit, especially mm-hmm. if you're a woman and you're living out on your own. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to get another padlock or something like that. So it's, it's scary, but also kind of liberating being able to do it on your own. What do you think you fear the most? Being a burden, I guess. I don't want, I don't want to rely on someone else. I don't want to rely on like anyone else. I want to be able to be on my own and be independent. So that would be my most fear of not being able to do that. What about you has felt repeatedly misunderstood by others, if anything? I think it's, uh, I can be quite blunt on accident. Okay. So I think that's what people misunderstood about me. So I'm not really good at um, being autistic. I'm not really good at like social like interaction. So it's like reading social cues and stuff like that. So I tend to be very blunt and I have, and people have talked to like my sibling or something and been like, is she upset with me or something? And it's just because my tone's really off and I didn't notice it. Okay. Um, language. So I think that's one of the things people misunderstand about me because I feel really bad afterwards. I'm like, I wasn't mean, mean I promise. Have you chose to sort of put up with it and just be like you are, or do you still find yourself trying more and, you know, doing that extra effort to not appear like this to others and not being mis- misunderstood? I think I think part of it's common courtesy not to be rude to people, but then some of it because conversations with people that aren't autistic is very it's like there's a lot of like jumps and hoops and circles you have to go through. Like what we were saying about like um, the weather that we were talking about, how lots of people have that small talk and stuff like that. But if I want to talk, if I'm like, oh, I want to, I don't want to have this conversation because you just don't feel the need to have it because it's like obviously the weather shit right now. <laughs> you want to ask someone like, oh, how are, how are you and stuff like that. What I actually came over here to do is to ask you, can you print this for me? What I would do is just, can you please print this for me? I wouldn't go the whole mm-hmm. the beginning bit. Because it just doesn't make sense to do that if you're needed, if you're going there to ask someone to do something. Um, but to other people, it's common courtesy kind of thing. I think part of it is learning to be able to interact with the world that is made for people that aren't artistic, because that's what the world is, is made for people that aren't. But I think part of it is also being able to be happy in who you are. Mm-hmm. By society's kind of explanation, because some of society rules do need to change with accessibility and things like that for people. They need to change. But there is, like, you kind of have to meet them halfway sometimes when it comes to, like, social things, like trying to learn some things. But I think this should be given some grace, especially when people know you're artistic or know so and so forth, that it, need, that it needs to be like, oh, you can't take it at face value kind of thing. You don't know what, if someone's been rude, you don't know if they know they're being rude or if they've had a bad day. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, being aware of it. Do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? I don't think so. I don't look in the mirror a lot. I'm not kind of the one of the people that looks in the mirrors a lot. Most because I just don't, I, I can bother. But it's, I have a visual idea in my head of what I look like. And then when I look in the mirror, I'm surprised because it usually doesn't match up. It used to be much worse when I was a teenager. I used to have a very different visual image in my mind about what I looked like. And when I would look in the mirror, I would be shocked more. But it's mm-hmm. starting to get better. So my self-image is starting to correlate with what, who I look like. 
which I think is an improvement because then I, I get less shock when I look in the mirror with the rare times that I do. Because you kind of have a minute image of what you look like when you're not looking at photos of yourself or something like that. It's like, um, or like when you're wearing clothes and you're not looking in the mirror, you're like, okay, this is what this looks like on me. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, that's what it looks like on me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or like looking down at yourself, it looks, your body looks different than when you look in a mirror because it's a different angle. So trying to make it so that it's the actual image that I actually am and be okay with that is kind of the process I'm going through right now. It's getting better with my face and stuff, but um, my, my body image is getting a bit working on right now. Yeah, it's a hard one because also, like, for instance, I'm quite small and I always mm-hmm. think that the way I see myself, no, literally no one else sees me from that same height. So, like, the angle that they see me at is completely different. And so I'm always wondering, but what do I... Do they just see my forehead all the time? Or, like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it was like that the other day with me as well, because I was at the volunteer place that I go to, and we were decorating the place for uh, for Christmas. And I was putting up the tinsel, and the person that was next to me, I thought she was the same height as me, but she was actually, like, an uh, inch or two smaller. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll reach up for this, and you can help me with tape it. And I was like, I, I have to stand on a step stool. I won't be able to reach that. But I barely reached up with my tape, because I, I thought, I was imagining we were the same height. Mm-hmm. you know so I was of the I was I thought we were the same height but she was like a slightly small not as tall enough to be able to reach it and it's like these kind of um perception difficulties that you get differences what has been your earliest recollection of happiness um earliest recollection of happiness I think it was a day out at a garden center like a garden park place near where I live Rodney Gardens it's really nice and I was really young and I think I was like six or seven and I was with my younger I was with my younger sister and my family like my um, auntie my uncle my cousins and we had a picnic and it was really sunny and it was summer I think that's the earliest one I can remember as a child what do you want it to be Forensic scientist. Right. It was because of NCIS, like Abby from NCIS. And I was I was really I was really into like golf and stuff when I was like a teenager, <laughs> a like scene kid. Um and I just loved her and I loved the whole idea of like helping people with like crimes and stuff and looking into um illnesses and that's when my dad was got ill. And I wanted to help find a cure for him mm-hmm. when I was like 11, 12. So I was really into biology and chemistry and like the periodic table until I was like 16 when I realized that science was really hard. <laughs> when I moved up a level, I was like, this is really difficult. And I kind of changed soon to um, anthropology. What have you tolerated from others in the past that you no longer have space for? I don't know what the word is, but I've had friends in the past who like, would say something cheeky and then we like, oh, I didn't really mean it like that. Or like they, they'd be friends, they, they'd hang out with you and stuff, but you had a feeling that they weren't actually your friends. Mm-hmm. Like they, just went, they would just be really mean, like underneath. And I'd have friends like that. And I think I just, I can't tolerate people like that in my life anymore. Right. So second to last question is, what are you feeling a lot of lately? Motivated recently, actually. And on the motivated, it kind of dips and 
and rises. I think that's what I'm feeling most recently is um, I'm trying to not get into old habits of like being really depressed during like the winter months, like seasonal depression. Um, so I'm trying I'm trying my best to be more active and not feel like that. And so the last question that I ask to everyone that's coming on the podcast is how would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word? And keep in mind that it doesn't have to be romantic love. It can be any any type of love. Warm. That's what I'll describe it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 11 of The Strangers Podcast. Don't forget to follow the Instagram account at thestrangerspodcast underscore underscore. See you next time.